Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right. All right. Here we are. Midweek show. Midweek show. Halfway through the week. Hump day, as some would say. Um... And what's on your mind? I want to know what's on your mind. I'm always telling you what's on my mind. It's true. It's like I'm always telling you everything that's on my mind. And I want to know what's on your mind. So let me know. What is on your mind this evening, eh? Hmm? Uh, there's a lot going on, as usual. There's never any lack of, of uh, items to talk about, which is I've always found it amazing doing this kind of a show on a five-day-a-week basis. Monday through Friday, and there's never a lack of things to talk about. I always think, you know, what the hell am I going to talk about this week? And one day after another, there are more and more stories. There's more and more because we live in such a crazy time that people are constantly doing nutty things and it makes the news and you have something to talk about. I mean, if people were just sane, if we lived in a sane society, there wouldn't be quite as much to talk about. But we don't. We live in a very insane Society, we do, you know. As I've said many times, we live in a society of cults, and we have the Democratic cult, we have the the Trump cult, Trump cult, who I deal with every day on Twitter and so on and so forth. And, uh, oh, I do want to mention something before I forget, because it's still here on the West Coast where this man I'm about to talk about lives. It's still... May 31st. It's 11 o'clock here, Pacific time. I want to say happy birthday to Clint Eastwood. Happy 93rd. He's 93 today. Clint is 93 and working on yet another movie. Something about juror, juror number two or something like that. So that's uh, something to look forward to probably next year. So Clint working on a movie at 93 years old, which is why I, yes, make my, that's right, Daniel, go ahead, make my day, make my day. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? That's great. That's Clint. Yes. And so he's 93 and um, making movies. We shouldn't complain, right? We complain. Oh, I have a backache. Oh, I'm tired today. Oh, I don't know if I can do a show. I, I don't know if I can do a podcast today. And his 93-year-old Clint Eastwood in the process of making yet another movie. So, you know, we make fun of uh, old people a lot these days, don't we? We make fun of Trump. I do. We make fun of Biden. Well, I do. And they're, you know, 10, 15 years younger than, than Clint Eastwood. It really shows that the age isn't the thing as much as the person, right? Their cognitive abilities, their physical abilities, the, the shape they're in mentally and physically makes, of course, makes all the difference. But, but in general, once you get to a certain age, I'll leave that up to you to decide the number. Things usually go downhill. I mean, Clint isn't, you know, look, he's the exception, not the rule. Most 93-year-olds are not doing anything, let alone making movies. So that's an exception. So generally, when you get to that kind of age, you shouldn't be probably running for president. You know, when you get to a certain age, we can, we can talk about that. You know, 
should we talk about a maximum age when it comes to running for president? We have a minimum age. So think about this and let me know if you think this makes sense. I don't think it makes sense. I don't think anything makes sense. I don't think any rules make sense, really. Very few. Very few make sense. But this idea where if you're 90, you can run for president, but if you're 34, you can't. Does that make any sense? Is 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 it more likely someone who's 34 is going to have the abilities to run for president or be president than a 90-year-old in general? Yes, there are the exceptions like Clint Eastwood. But in general, in general, do you think most 90-year-olds are better equipped to be leader of the free world than a 34-year-old? So these we have a minimum age. So if you're talking, oh, Mike, no, you can't do age discrimination. Well, we do age discrimination. If you're 34, you can't run for president. If you're under 35, the year of the election, you can't run for president. So that's already age discrimination. And it's not like they're saying if you're 16, you can't run. If you're 34 and 11 months, you can't run for president. It's kind of a stupid, arcane idea, isn't it? But if we have a minimum age for president, we, to run for president, we should have a maximum age. And once again, if saying you can't run if you're 80 is ageist, then saying you can't run at 34 is also ageist. Why is it okay to be ageist against the younger but not the older? It doesn't make any sense. What I say is let's have common sense. Let's have common sense. There's no reason why a 30-year-old couldn't be president of the United States. We have so many smart, brilliant, mature 30-year-olds in this country, right? We have 30-year-olds who are already the heads of major corporations, tech companies, multi-billionaires. Why can't they run for president? Okay? But I do think that a maximum age is important. And I think we should start – maybe we didn't think about it in the past because there weren't that many presidents that were 80-plus years old. But now it's happening more, Right? We might have, God forbid this happens, but look, there's probably at least a 50-50-50 chance, if not better, that this will happen. We're going to get an 82-year-old versus a 79-year-old. Again. Again. So I think we might have to start looking at, you know, they often do this, right? Even with like uh, 9-11, we never had to take our shoes off at an airport before, Right. Until that shoe bomber idiot thing. And then of a sudden it came a rule. Well, look, we often see that, right? They say they don't make a law until something bad happens. Well, something bad's happening here where all these old people are running for office and actually like winning. So now maybe we need to make a law that says 70, 75, whatever you want the age cut off to be, whatever we can negotiate in Congress is what it should be. But we do need to start thinking about a maximum age. I think we need to think about putting in a maximum age to run for president and lowering that minimum age. I think 35 is too old. 35 is too old. You know, I think we can think about maybe making it 25, the, the age to run for Congress. Right. I think that's fair. I think we can make it maybe maybe 25 to 75. Is that not enough? That 50-year period, a half century of someone's life where they can run for president, I think that's, I think that's fair. Let's do that law. Get it, to, uh, get it to your Congress people. 25 minimum, 75 maximum. Let's do it. I think we'd be in a lot better place in this country if we did that. And, of course, if that were the law, there'd be no Biden or Trump this coming election. So 
Let's think about that. Let's think about that. Where was I? What did I start with this? Oh, Clint Eastwood. Happy birthday, Clint. Happy 93rd birthday and many more. That's the best I can do. All right. Um, what do I want to talk about next? Yes. You know, speaking about crazy old people, we're going to talk about Trump a little bit. Okay. We're going to talk about Trump a little bit. So I've said in the past that Trump is now running as a Democrat all of a sudden, right? He's running to the left of Ron DeSantis. He loved Ron DeSantis and everything he had done up until about, oh, about maybe six months ago. Until about six months ago, he loved everything about Ron DeSantis, everything he had done in Florida, everything. And now all of a sudden, he hates Ron DeSantis. Florida sucks. Cuomo's a better governor. Chris Christie. Chris Christie's a better person. Uh, Chris Christ is a better governor. Nikki Freed is better. The guy that ended up on the floor with the vomit, Andrew Gillum, is be- would have been a better governor. All of a sudden, you know, all these childish things that, of course, everyone knows is total bullshit, and he has to just do on spite, which really is what annoys me about a lot of right-wingers. Why want to crack a lot of the fucking people on Fox News when they talk about that, when they know Trump is only saying this about DeSantis in spite, and they have that shit-eating grin in their, on their face instead of saying, this proves he's an old, demented, fucked-up asshole, right? It's not, like, funny. It's not funny that all of a sudden he's he's d- done a w- complete 180 on Ron DeSantis since November of 2022 because he's running for pre- It's not funny. That's not funny. It's fucking insane. It's idiotic. It shows what a child, what a fucked up moron, bloated piece of shit he is. So I don't want to see those people on Fox News with this shit-eating grin, as we call an S-E grin on their face, when they talk about how Trump is now going after the guy he loved for fucking six years. Okay? Just admit, the guy you like, your cult leader, is a fucking lunatic poison sumbag. No more shit-eating grins when you talk about, oh, his stupid names, Ron Dang, Ron, Ron Sanctadakafakamodius. The guy you like is a fucking shithead, moron, insane jerk-off. Okay, so let me make it clear about what I think of Trump and his campaign. But what we're getting is now this, it's getting so insane that Trump and Cuomo are now fucking. They're having a, 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 a bromance, Okay. Trump and Cuomo. So Trump comes out and says, well, you know, even Andrew Cuomo handed the pandemic better than Ron DeSantis. Even though for three years he was talking about how Andrew Cuomo killed old people. Okay, just six months ago, a year ago, Trump was saying Cuomo killed all those people. Cuomo killed all those people. Now, all of a sudden, he handled COVID better than Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis dare to run against a fucking 80 year old scumbag. He dare, how dare Ron DeSantis run against an 80-year-old insane scumbag? Can't do it. Can't do it. So because he's doing that, now he hates Ron DeSantis and loves Cuomo, okay? This is a child. This is what a child does. They love their sister one day, and they hate her the next day. They love their little brother one day, and they hate their little brother the next day. It's what a petulant child does with an underdeveloped brain. That's what a child does, not a former president who's once again running for president. It's what a child does. Trump is a petulant child who belongs in an insane asylum, not the White House. He belongs in a fucking insane asylum before he belongs in the White House again. So now you have this ridiculous, unholy romance between Trump and Cuomo. 
And so Trump is putting out these tweets saying that Andrew Cuomo did a better job in New York than what, of course, is total 100 percent absolute horseshit, horseshit from wire to wire during covid. New Jersey and New York were the two worst states. New York and New Jersey were one and two with the worst outcomes for three straight years. Okay, So. Not only more debts, and when you do age-adjusted, it's not even close. Not even close. Just like when you do age-adjusted deaths between Florida and California, California did about twice as bad. It's not even close. Not even close. No matter what the hair gel king of California says. By the way, Trump won't criticize the hair gel king of California because the hair gel king of California was nice to him. He was nice to him. Once again, he's a child. Children are like that. They don't like people who aren't nice to them, and they like people who are nice to them. That's their criteria. Well, that's a five-year-old's criteria where they like someone. Did they give them candy or not? That's what Trump is, a petulant child. So we have this incredibly unholy romance where Trump is putting out these lies about Ron DeSantis and COVID. And, and Cuomo is picking up on them, right? Now, Cuomo is a scumbag. OK, he's a, his father was a scumbag and he's a scumbag. He's the son of scumbag. Or I like to say son of Svachim. Svachim is an Italian word for asshole, basically. So Cuomo's now picking up on Trump's tweets, saying that he did a better job saying, well, he's uh, Trump is for once. He's telling the truth for once. He's telling when Cuomo knows that Trump is only saying that stuff to spite DeSantis. So Cuomo is such a scumbag that he's actually using Trump's lies as though it's truth, knowing very well that Trump is only saying that now, something he didn't say six months ago because he wants to get back at Ron DeSantis for daring, for daring to run against king shit. So this shows what a scumbag Trump and Cuomo is. So it's, they're both scumbags and now they're tongue kissing each other. That's what we have here in this country. That's the kind of politics we have here. That's the kind of politics we have here. Here, let me play. Let me play someone who's more articulate than I am. Ron DeSantis talking about a little bit about Trump's criticisms today. You talked about uh, changing your tone a little bit with former President Trump. I don't believe you mentioned him here by name tonight. But does this mean you're going to be a bit more aggressive with campaigning against him? So look, I'm going to respond to uh, attacks. I mean, if if you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new. Like six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me? Um, so, so some of this stuff, I think, is look. If someone is saying that, I am gonna, I am gonna counterpunch. I'm gonna fight back on it. I'm gonna focus my fire on Biden. And I think he should do the same. He gives Biden a free pass. Um, I'm focusing on Biden. That's my focus. So there you have it. Perfect. Really. Every response he gives is perfect. Perfect. 100%. Down the line. Straightforward. Honesty and perfection. Uh, a, a precise jab to the nose. To the big nose of the orange man. A, a precise punch. If that were an actual physical punch, you would see Trump's head snap back and his n nose start to bleed. 
That's how precise Ron DeSantis is with his responses, not attacks. The media likes to use the word attacks. You're attacking, you're attacking. No, it's a response. It's a response. It's a response to someone lying about you. That's what it is. A response to someone lying about your record is a response, not an attack. How do you attack someone who attacks you first? How? I don't understand. If you're in a, if you're in a, if you're walking down the street and someone attacks you, jumps on you and you defend yourself, you're attacking that person. The media is so fucking stupid. These people are so dumb. How did they get so dumb? When I was in the radio in the nineties, they were smart. And in a, in a couple of decades, they got fucking stupid. How'd that happen? So he's not attacking. He's never going to attack ever Donald Trump. He's going to defend his record from a liar who attacks him and says the most ridiculous things. The ridiculous things, you know, such as Cuomo did a better job. Come on. The guy is on record for killing, what, for how many people? 20, 30, 40,000 old people in nursing homes? Sending people with COVID back to nursing homes so they can spread it and kill everybody in the nursing home? This is on record. We know this. And that did a better job than Ron DeSantis, the oldest state in the country, where this did not happen in nursing homes the way it happened in New York? No, you orange, disgusting, bloated Mar-a-Lago balloon. In the Gazette, DeSantis rejects Trump's claim that Cuomo handled COVID-19 better. It's probably just more what I just uh, talked about. Um, But Governor DeSantis rejected uh, Donald Trump's claim, as you just heard, that uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo did a better job handling COVID-19. DeSantis said Trump's claim was bizarre, considering Florida had a lower excess mortality rate than both New York and California. But if he thinks Cuomo handled better, that's indication if something like this would happen again, he would double down and do what he did of March of 2020, DeSantis said on the Ben Shapiro show. That was a difficult situation. We didn't have all the facts. And people can kind of understand if you did things that may not have worked out. But he continued, we all have to sit here today in 2023, look back on March of 2020 and say Fauciism was wrong. Fauciism was destructive. Fauciism has set us on the path with the CARES Act and the Fed printing money, creating inflation and creating some of the economic problems we have today. So if you could do it again, would he do the same thing? I sure hope not. Now, this also comes up today in that Fauci in, you know, April, May, June, July of 2020 had like a 70 percent approval, like 70 percent approval in polls, which is why Trump didn't fire him. Trump lied and said, I couldn't fire him. Um, But of course, we know that's a lie because Trump often did things he supposedly couldn't do. But of course, he could fire Fauci. Of course, he could. But he didn't want to because the polls told him it wouldn't be popular. You see, the polls told him he would get beaten up in the in the in the press if he fired Fauci. So he let Fauci continue to wreak his devastation and destruction on the rest of us because of a poll. So is that the kind of president you want again, who looks at polls when he decides what to do, who looks at polls when he decides what to do? When the polls were saying that people were believing the medieval voodoo, that masks were working, DeSantis didn't listen to the polls. He made mask mandates illegal in cities in Florida. When the polls were saying in some places 
that the vaccine people were for vaccine mandates. They believed in forcing the ineffective, deadly vaccine into people's arms, including children. Ron DeSantis didn't believe the polls. He didn't believe the polls. He made sure that vaccine was optional, not mandated, and made it illegal for it to be mandated. When people believe that uh, the lockdowns, that people hiding inside their homes and apartments was going to make the virus go away, DeSantis didn't care what the polls said. He opened up Florida. What kind of president do you want? It's, it's a pretty simple choice. Do you want a president that is afraid of polls, that just goes with the polls, or do you want a guy who bucks the polls? Okay, who decides what to do based on his own morals, his own values, his own beliefs and what's right and wrong and bases it also on the people who he has hired to work around him, who tell him what the best things are. The experts that he brings into the fold. What do you want? Do you want someone with backbone, whether you always agree with them or not in what they do or someone who just says he's worried about what the polls say? He's worried about the media backlash. He might, this tough guy. Trump is such a tough guy. Wait a minute, tough guy. What are you talking? A tough guy who's worried about polls? A tough guy who's worried about the fake news media, the enemy of the people? Why is Trump worried about the enemy of the people, fake news media coming after him? He's so tough. You see, you hear this all the time from his cult members. He's so tough. I like toughness. He's a tough guy. He's tough. I guess these people have never really seen a real tough person. I think they've seen a real tough person where they think this guy is tough. This guy is a weak, lily-livered, petulant little child. No brains, no balls, no sanity. That could be his, that should be his 2024 slogan. He should get rid of MAGA. No brains, no balls, no sanity. Vote for me. Don't worry. He could use that slogan and his cult members will still vote for him. We now have a continued unholy alliance. It's not just with Trump and Cuomo, but now Trump is aligning himself with Newsom as well. If it wasn't bad enough that he was aligning himself with Cuomo against DeSantis, he's now aligning himself with the hair gel king of California against DeSantis. The hair gel king of California is trying to spread lies. Oh, the, first of all, he's such a dumb person. The hair gel king is so dumb. He's such a he's such a blank brained moron that he went after DeSantis for this shooting that just happened in Hollywood Beach. Because DeSantis, there's a law that was passed that said you don't have to have a special permit, right, to carry, to have um what do you call it? Uh, concealed carry or open, whatever. You didn't need an extra permit. You still need a permit to get a gun. You still have to register your gun, but you don't need that extra permit in which you usually have to go through hoops. You know, you have to kind of prove that someone's after you or your life's in danger in order to carry the gun. Uh, so you can actually defend yourself from the savages that are taking over our cities. So they made that law and then the shooting happens in Hollywood. But what the Hair Joe King of California didn't seem to know is that law had not even gone into effect yet. So he's blaming this law that hadn't even gone into effect yet over the shooting. Of course, not talking about how California has many more mass shootings in Florida. The crime in California is so much higher than Florida that you can't, the, the numbers don't even compare. In fact, last month, Florida hit a 50 year low in crime. 
Florida hit a half century low in crime. So you have the hair gel king of California lying about DeSantis in Florida. And then you have Trump, the Trump campaign, saying that DeSantis is, isn't tough enough on crime. So DeSantis not being tough enough on crime has led to a 50-year low in crime in, in Florida. So we're seeing this alliance now between Trump and Cuomo and Trump and Newsom against DeSantis. So when you're deciding, if you're not in the, if you look, if you're in a cult, I know it doesn't matter what I say. In fact, I had someone on Twitter when I pointed out that Florida is 50 year low in crime. They said, oh, it doesn't matter. People are going to vote for, we're going to vote for Trump anyway. Of course, because you're a cult member and facts don't matter to it. If you're in the cult of COVID, you don't listen to any facts about vaccines or masks or lockdowns. You don't care. You're in the cult of COVID. So if you're in the cult of Trump, you don't care about these facts. You don't care about these statistics. You don't care about reality. You're in a cult. So if you're in the cult, go take a long walk on a short pier. I don't care. But if you're not in that cult, I want you to listen to these numbers. I want you to understand these statistics. And when you're making a decision about who you're going to vote for, if you're voting, of course, if you're voting in the Republican primary, if you're not, it doesn't matter. I want you to think about this. Do you want someone who's aligning themselves? You're Republican now. Do you want someone who's aligning themselves with Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom or Ron DeSantis? With Newsom's policies and Cuomo's policies or DeSantis's policy? With the part, with the policies of New York State, California or Florida? You have to make that decision. What's your decision? That's what it comes down to. You have to make the decision. Because it's becoming clearer and clearer now by the day. It's become so clear just in the last week, week and a half, where DeSantis has been an actual uh, uh, candidate. Don't believe the lying press that you'll see that will say, and both the liberal lying press and the republic and the, and the, and the conservative lying press, the legacy media in general, will want you to believe. You'll hear this a lot. Trust me. You'll hear this a lot over the next nine, ten months. Uh, DeSantis and Trump are very close in, in, when it comes to policy. It's almost exactly the same. Well, no, they're not. Because if you were to believe that DeSantis and Trump are close in policies, you would have to believe that DeSantis and Newsom and DeSantis and Cuomo are close in policy because Trump is now using the policies and the words of Cuomo and, and uh, Newsom against DeSantis. So what is it? Trump can't be close to, Newsom, to DeSantis and policies and taking the side of Cuomo and Newsom. That makes absolutely zero sense. You have to decide. If you want Democrat light, you should vote for Donald Trump. If you're a Republican and you believe in Democrat light, you should vote for Donald Trump because he's aligning himself with Newsom and Cuomo. So there's a huge difference, not only in policies, between DeSantis and Trump, but actually delivery and the way they talk about policy and the way they go about handling their campaigns, it's totally different. There's no, there's nothing close about them. You'll hear this a lot from people who want Trump to win, whether it's on the left because they know Biden will defeat him or on the right because they're in the cult of, of Trump. You'll hear this a lot. You'll hear DeSantis is Trump light. DeSantis is MAGA light. These are the lies. These are the slogans that are lies that you'll hear over the next 10 months. 
They're all lies. There's no truth to any of that. There's no truth to any of that. When you talk about COVID and the deaths from COVID, first of all, now we know that you can't even talk about this right now because all the death numbers were fudged. We now know that no one under 50 who was healthy died of COVID. Okay. How many, how many people did they say during the past three years under 50 who were healthy died of COVID? None. No, they said, they said hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Now we know that nobody, okay. Nobody under 50 who was healthy died of COVID ever, ever. Okay, so all these numbers are bullshit to begin with. Okay, all these numbers that came from the CDC, the NIH, the WHO were all bullshit numbers. They're all bullshit numbers. And knowing that it was all bullshit, who knew more than the others that COVID was bullshit? Even if they don't, even if even if DeSantis doesn't put it the way I am, he certainly knew this was all much of a game. Did did, did, did Cuomo know that? Did Newsom know that? Absolutely not. But DeSantis knew that. DeSantis said that when he saw the riots in June of 2020, when all of a sudden the same people who were saying you can't go out, you can't congregate, you can't, you can't be next to each other, you got to be six feet away from each other, you got to be in circles. All of a sudden, when they said, oh, it's fine during the, during the George Floyd violent riots of the summer of 2020, then DeSantis said, because he's actually a thinking person with a brain, that the whole thing was bullshit. We'll go any other way. <clears throat> That's it. Because he's a smart person. Did Trump say that? Did Cuomo say that? Did Newsom say that? No, of course not. But DeSantis knew it. So DeSantis knew this was all overblown. At the very least, we'll use the word overblown. And the others didn't. Or the others did, and they lied to you. Because they wanted to lie for their great reset. Did Trump ever talk about the great reset? I don't remember that. I don't remember. I don't think so. DeSantis has. So, it's absolute horseshit when Trump says that. But everything Trump says is horseshit. Everything. I mean, I knew that before this. But once you start saying crap like this, which is exactly the opposite of what you were saying just six months ago, you're full of shit. And everyone, little by little, who's not totally indoctrinated in the cult of Trump knows it's all bullshit. And they're beginning to wake up to what a con artist, to what a con artist Trump is. And someone like Ian Miller. So you talked about. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Changing. I got to change this. So I hate when this happens. I hate when you go into Twitter and all of a sudden all the videos start playing. Okay, here it is. So <clears throat> Cuomo puts out a chart saying Donald Trump tells the truth finally. New York got hit first and worst, but New Yorkers actually acted responsibly and Florida didn't. And so New York ended up doing better. So Ian Miller put out this tweet. I really can't get over how dishonest this is. New York has significantly higher excess mortality and age-adjusted COVID mortality than Florida, despite their draconian mandates. And New York lost nearly half a million people, thanks in part to COVID's 
Cuomo's COVID policies, indefensible. And of course, as Ian would tell you, as he will soon, we'll have him on the show soon. Uh, we'll talk, say the same about the California, same thing. And not just during COVID with the deaths, whatever the numbers may have been. Okay. The, uh, the everlasting effects are the economy, right? The economy, education, children, education, setting children back mentally, psychologically, the economy crashing in places like California, New York, which did not happen in Florida. And so the excess misery and deaths and destruction you get from all of that, which you're not going to get in Florida. There's also that, that Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom and all of a sudden Donald Trump don't want to talk about. As Fauci calls it, the collateral damage, the collateral damage is devastating in places like New York and California, where Florida was not even touched with any kind of collateral damage because nothing was done to damage the state the way it was in New York and California. Look, we can go over the facts and we've gone over these facts and numbers for three years. Andrew Cuomo has been sitting at home with his, you know what, outside his pants, masturbating for the last two years. And all of a sudden he comes back now because Trump lies in his favor. Trump lies in his favor and he picks up on it like that, like a like a true scumbag that he is. Remember, this is the guy that Trump that Trump is aligning himself with who wrote a book. That made, what, $5 million on the backs of the deaths of the people. A book showing what a hero he was. If anyone should have written a book about what a hero he was during COVID, it's Ron DeSantis. Did he? No. But uh, Andrew Cuomo did. Wrote this big book about what a hero he was, even though he killed all these people in nursing homes and made $5 million. Talk to Janice Dean, the weather person, meteorologist on Fox about that. So... This is who Trump is aligning himself with. This is who Trump is aligning himself with. And if you're a Republican, I want you to understand that. If you have watched Fox News and you had watched Janice Dean, and I think she wrote a book about it, and she's actually testified about Cuomo, okay? And you've said for the last three years, oh, poor Janice Dean, oh, poor all these people who lost relatives in nursing homes, and you were a Trump supporter, and now he's saying this, you should drop him or you are a worthless piece of crap. And you know you should know you are. But Trump is counting on his cult. That's what he's counting on. Like that person who didn't care about these facts. Doesn't care that he's aligning himself with the people they've hated. With their gut. They, they, the Trump supporters have hated Newsom and Cuomo. They've hated them with, like, with a passion. And now he's aligning themselves with them and they don't care because they're in a cult. Remember, the cult member, the cult leader can say, here, take this poison and they'll do it. Right? That's what cult people will do. They will take the poison. They will drink the poison. Think about that mentality where you will drink something you know is going to kill you. So think about that. Trump's supporters are a cult. They are all a cult. I'm not going to call them deplorables like Hillary did, but they are indeed a cult. They're a cult. So it doesn't matter. All these facts don't matter. We're going to vote for him anyway. Ah, ah, ha, ha. We're going to vote for him anyway. Ah, Brady, how's everything down in the Lone Star State? Brady, you there? 
Oh, it's a desperate situation down here in Texas. Uh, yeah, it's worshiper territory for sure. Oh, he's a Trump worshiper territory? Yeah, I, I like Donald worshippers. Yeah, I like to refer to him as Donald. Trump is a power word, and I don't like to afford him that. <laughs> what do you call him? Donald. I think his first name is more accurate than Trump. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, well, actually, his name is Don John Trump. <laughs> so you can call him you can Don Juan. Call him Don John. Are you, are you familiar with the man who's responsible for Donald Trump? Who's responsible for Donald Trump? Roy Cohn, the mob lawyer. Oh, Roy Cohn. Self-hating yes. gay. Yes. yes, yes, you know. Yes. So, did you know that he was having sex with underage boys uh, oh, yeah. along with oh, I, Louis Rosenstiel? Not yeah. uh, not just him, but Louis Rosenstiel and J. Edgar Hoover all together going to the same little boy sex parties together. Yeah, did you see the movie JFK where uh, Joe Pesci played? You know, that was great. Not familiar with that one yet. Hoover, he played... Played, oh, he played David Sperry, who was like a friend of, of Hoover's, and they had those sex parties. Yeah, they had those sex parties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we, Hoover's background is very... Wear a dress and call himself Mary. Yeah. Hoover is a whole different dark entity. I mean, there was a lot with and spying on him dark time you know a really dark time how the mob uh got away with hijacking our government that's how the criminal underground essentially hijacked our government with fucking gay pedophile sex <laughs> yeah and and uh Roy Cohn was a big backer of donald trump wasn't he i mean they were good friends may be responsible for Donald Trump's rise to power. I think that Donald Trump is a made man. And I think that Roy Cohn is the man. Well, and I think that the issue with Roy Cohn is that, you know, he, um, I mean, obviously he knew Donald Trump. He died long before, what did he die in the 80s? He died long before Donald Trump became the Donald Trump we know now. And Donald Trump's father gave him money to play around with. So, uh, I mean, their their relationship, him and Roy Cohn, were very early on in Donald Trump's career. Look, Donald Trump would be nowhere without his cult members. He has that ability that like a Jim Jones had, right? He had the he has that cult leadership ability. He does. He has the ability to bring in people where he can do no wrong and he knows it. Like he said, he could stand in Times Square, shoot people, and these people would never leave his side. That's a cult leader. That's a cult leader. And now he knows that now. So he knows he can do these crazy, wacko things that no one else could get away with. No one else running in this Republican prime. Could you imagine? Just imagine this for a second. Imagine Mike Pence getting into this primary and all of a sudden aligning himself with Cuomo and, and Gavin Newsom and going after the same People would say, this guy has lost his ever-loving mind. But Trump supporters don't care. They're like, 
he could do whatever he wants. If he wants to go after Ron DeSantis and lie, he can. If he wants to love up to Newsom and kiss up to Cuomo, he's allowed to. He is Trump and everything he does is okay. It's all so he can win. It's all to win. And they don't care. It's a cult. And that is a problem. And look, I'm not a naive person. I know it's very hard to defeat a cult. It really is. You know, it's hard. And what you have to do is um, go in head first, headstrong, and fight them hard. Go through them. You got to go through them and dismantle them and destroy them. And that's how you beat a cult. You can't beat a cult by like going, oh, well, would you please come to our side? Can you please let me show you the right way? Let me show you why your cult leader is a bad person and leading. You can't. They're not. They're going to shoot you in the head. They're going to say, fuck off, man. You can't do that. All we need to do, all DeSantis needs to do. And I, I you know what? I have a sense he may have done this is um, go back in history and look at how cults have been run and how cults have been destroyed and dismantled. If you do that. If you go through history and you look at Trump as a cult, that's how you win. How were the cults defeated in the past? All right. That's what you have to look at. You can't look at this as a normal campaign. He's not a normal opponent. He's Jim Jones. You have to defeat Jim Jones. And that's what you have to do. So, I, But I'm guessing if I know from Yale and Harvard understands this. all. Sorry, Braze, you want to say something else? <laughs> And we had online arguments about Donald Trump to the point where he showed up to my house with a knife one day and um, we had a conversation. We talked it out and now we're best friends and I broke him out of the cult, but it wasn't by being nice to him. Like you said, I was incredibly rude to him and hurtful to him. <laughs> I kind of had to shake him up a little bit, like slap him in the face, say, get out of it. You know what I mean? Interesting. 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 And, but it worked and it made him a better person, made him a better father. Um, I ended up hiring him to work for me. And then he ended up uh, starting his own business based off what I taught him. And then he ended up buying a piano from me. <laughs> And now we're talking about starting a band together. And he's, he's a, a me, I'm just so proud of uh, the person he's grown into since then. It's, it's amazing. Basically did your own form of deprogramming, right? Come out of the Program. matrix, <laughs> the yeah, Donald worshiper. Yeah. Form of deprogram. That's basically what it came down to. Hey, Brady, I, thank you for the, for the call. I really appreciate it. hope everything gets better in Texas because, you know, that's one state that DeSantis was going to want to win. There's a lot of uh, really the delegates in that state, you know. So, but I get what you're saying. I would imagine that Texas is probably, you know, tough when it comes to the cult of Trump. But I think DeSantis has a lot of supporters there too, you know. So I think once again, there's a long way to go in this thing, you know. So um, I think that what he's doing. DeSantis is doing and just showing how off. Look, here's something else. I'll get to Bill. One second. I just want to read this. So this was a Trump Trump tweet from today. Okay, Trump tweet. <laughs> this is the stable genius. 
have you heard that Rob, why is he calling and Rob in quotes, Rob, the sanctimonious, wants to change his name again? He's demanding that people call him D. Santis rather than DeSantis. Actually, I like da better, a nicer flow. So I'm happy he's changing it. He gets very upset when people, including reporters, don't pronounce it correctly. Therefore, he shouldn't mind the sanctimonious. This is a a a a a tweet from Trump today. That's a tweet from Trump. Uh, Bill, how's it going? Oh. Hey, Mike, can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Well, let's be honest. Uh, the apprentice and the media uh, image, that's what made Trump, because he's a failed businessman who declared bankruptcy six, six times. You yes. know, I mean, it's a total fraud, the whole apprentice persona. He's a total, look, he's law, He's always been a loser. Yes. He's always been a loser. It's true. I mean, that's what it comes down to, you know, it, it's like that tweet I just read you that it's like it, it looks like it was written by a it looks like it was not only written by it looks like it was written by a two year old. Mm. Actually, they put that out as a press release. Can you believe that? An actual press release talking about how DeSantis or DeSanctimonious, he says, changes the way people say his name. This man is insane. Well, you know, the thing with Trumpers is they can't look at who the man really is. They they can only, and if you challenge the media persona and you start breaking it down, they disappear, the Trumpers. They, or, you know, or they get, uh, they start uh, personally attacking me, you know, which is insanity because they never respond with anything like if i say well listen he declared bankruptcy six times he was intimately involved with epstein the only reason he separated from epstein is when it was politically uh, no longer advantageous do you know what i mean his yeah. whole, <laughs> epstein said he made his most money from leslie wexner trump and bill gates right you know that came out uh whitney webb uh wrote about this in her uh, uh, one nation on the blackmail. Trump's father was t- intimately tied in with the mob, and he was a white supremacist. I mean, you got, I mean, come on! You remember when uh, the, the, they got sued, the Trump organization and his father for um, uh, being um, landlord violations um, uh, regarding? Um, uh, I guess there were some bigotry and bias issues and 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 that nature. Um, but Trump's been sued countless times. Everything from Trump University, which was a fraud, it never was a university, it was the, uh, from his undocumented workers who he finally, the only reason he fired them is when he started running for president. Because since the Polish brigade uh, that helped uh, deal with Trump Towers, he's always used undocumented workers. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, it, it, he's a total fraud. And then Melania... She, she, he, she was coming up to that whole, um, Leslie Wexner thing. And, uh, she was a runway model. Okay. No worries. But the point of trying to, she won the Einstein award. That's how she got her visa. She had no contributions to science right. whatsoever. And people don't realize then her whole family came in on the, um, chain migration, which I'm not against, but you know, Trump's here petition, campaigning, 
against immigrants and chain migration. Meanwhile, that's, I mean, the whole thing's a total hypocritical fraud. Everything about him is a fraud. Yes. You know? Right. And it's maddening to look, and plus I had my own personal experience with his DOG that, DOJ that fired Deidre Daly and eviscerated the Connecticut Task Force on Corruption. Literally. Right. right. You know? Not to mention he shut down the, the investigation DOJ into the Catholic Church when after the Pennsylvania report, all his victims thought we were going to get somewhere and hold the church accountable. And what did William Barr do December 2020? But, you know, because of statute of limitations issues, that's a big problem. We need to change the statute of limitations. We need a, a president to bully pulpit to change the statute of limitations on sex assault so victims have recourse. Not... Not because it's politically, uh, well, the Catholic uh, body. Uh, well, but, more, but as, as Brady brought up, why would Trump mm-hmm. want to do that? Friends with Epstein and uh, right. Roy Cohn. Exactly. No, I, I understand, but that's exactly right. But yet he, he campaigns like as if he's against, uh, uh, you know, part of his campaign is he's, he's to end uh, sex trafficking. That's total fraud because, of course, um, Acosta, uh, the federal prosecutor uh, in Florida slapped Epstein on the wrist with one count of uh, trafficking a 14-year-old, right? That was Al Costa, right? Exactly. He became Trump's labor secretary. People don't look at the cabinet. Steve Mnuchin, the foreclosure king, you know, a WEF member. Uh, Rex Tillerson, who the Exxon Valdez spill, uh, um, uh, you know, head of Exxon, uh it was, his whole cabinet was full of corporatists and transnational, uh, uh, what, what can we call them? not only neocons, but also, uh, uh, banksters and, you know, that Mnuchin was a bankster. He was a criminal bankster that, uh, Kamala Harris wouldn't go after in California, the foreclosure king. You know, I mean, so I, I just, Anytime I try and address these issues with Trumpers, they get, they say, well, he's not responsible because he kind of deferred to his cabinet. Well, well, well he, he, he chose his cabinet and then he chose to defer to them. <laughs> so now you're telling me any Trumper who says that, you know what my response is, Mike? So you just told me he's unqualified to be president because he doesn't manage, he, he doesn't choose nor manage his cabinet properly. He's too busy tweeting, right? Yes. You know, so you just validated the fact he's in, incapable of being president. Well, so that is Joseph Napolitano. says, I know Trump, he's been a friend for decades, but he doesn't have the character to be president. Let him run his businesses. He has the character to run his businesses. He's so corrupt. You know? <laughs> no, it's, it's, look, the fact of the matter is, is that this guy has just simply fooled a lot of people, Bill. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard these days. It's not. No. It's not. If this happened 40, 50 years ago, it would be a real coup for him. But now it's easy. There's no – people are so stupid these days, so ignorant. They, they, it's it's crazy. so easy to do this. It's easier than ever to get a cult going. It really is. Isn't it? And it's and, and sad, right? Because, yeah. Bill, you'd think we live in a time now with the Internet and everything where it's so easy to get real information, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy to get the real deal information, the facts about something. And yet people are fooled easier than ever, aren't they? It's bizarre. You know, then you got Ron DeSantis with a real record, you know, of making, like you said, lowering the crime rate, 
taking a stand against COVID, uh, COVIDism, uh, you know, hiring, who did he hire? Who's his staff? Surgeon General Joseph Latipo of Harvard, who comes out and says the FDA and the CDC are totally corrupt. Tells the right. truth. Right. So they are. <laughs> you know. Right? Yeah, exactly. Now, exactly. The, the other thing about Ron DeSantis, I... Not sure about his neocon kind of position because our, let's face it, our foreign wars since Smedley Butler wars, Iraq and John Perkins confessions of an economic hitman, our imperialism, our foreign wars around the world, you know, our number of military bases, our, our budget, which is only a fraction of what it really is because every year the Pentagon audit falls short trillions of dollars. It just adds up trillions and trillions and trillions. It's not an $800 billion budget. God knows what it is, you right. know. So the, the, this is corrupting and, and bankrupting our, our our nation. We need to rebuild our infrastructure. Why do we have nearly 800 military bases around the world where Russia right. has six right. off their mainland and the, all the rest of the other countries combined have 30? You know, from what I read, I mean, what? why are we doing this? Why do we do this, Mike? I don't know. Yeah. But um it's it, we can't maintain this. It's un, it's unsustainable and and it's not productive for us. Right. You know, uh, re, what we do is we go in and as Smiley Butler said, hey, Al Capone had five boroughs. I ru- ruled five nations. He said he was nothing but a, 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 a basically a thugs or a mafia for the transnational corporations. You know, right, 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 right. That's what that's what our military is. You know. And uh, that doesn't end up well ever, you know. I mean, we can crush governments and coup governments and and uh, you know pillage and plunder resources and everything, but that that doesn't make for a sustainable world in the long run. You know? Not at all. No, not even close. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know. No. So, look, when you're talking about, you know, it's it, we're not living. I went through this. You know, in in 2016 and 2020, with okay. Hillary and B- Bernie, and then Bernie and and Biden, yeah. and trying to get through to the um, cult establishment Democrats, that Bernie would do a better job as president. You know, I've, obviously, I've changed my my uh, opinion on Bernie Sanders now, yeah. um, and heaven forbid he should run again. But at the time, you know, you're looking at Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. And right. you're thinking, my goodness, there's really, if you're going to make a choice between those people, there's no, I, I felt there was no choice. You know, it's like, there's no way you could pick the evil Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders, right? Right. And there's no way you could pick, once again, this is how strong a cult is. Now, back then mm-hmm. it was the Democrats and our big thing was health insurance, right? Healthcare. Mm, right. And obviously you're saying, oh, you're a Democrat, you're you're liberal. But you don't believe in universal health care <laughs> because Biden certainly doesn't and Hillary didn't yeah. and Bernie does. So right. we can have arguments if you want, obviously, against the pros and cons of socialized medicine. But supposedly in the 21st century, the modern day Democrat liberal is supposed to be for socialized medicine. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be for a Medicare for all single single payer program. Mm-hmm. Yet the cult was so strong that it didn't matter. They were still picking Hillary and Biden over Bernie. And you're thinking when it comes to issues that are supposed to be um, important to Democrats, Bernie checked off many more 
than Hillary and Joe did. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just like now, if you're a conservative Republican, DeSantis checks off many, many more boxes than Donald Trump mm-hmm. and has many more accomplishments than Donald Trump. But it doesn't matter. Why? Because uh, I use the word cult. Okay. Some people will just say, well, Mike, it's always been like a personality thing, right? And for some reason, it's that's what it is. True. People who believed in 2016 that it was simply Hillary's time, right? They wanted her. Mm-hmm. It was her. That's what, how many times you remember 2016? Wasn't that long ago? How many times did we hear that from Democrats? It's her time. It's her this time. Was, this <laughs> was about a, a female possibly being the first president. That's, a, that's what that was about. Well, really. it was her, it's her time. I'm with her. Right. That mm-hmm. was a big thing. That was their slow. I'm with her. So, yes, that was a big part of it. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But people just felt it could be that she had been in politics for a long time. She was a senator. Mm-hmm. She was Bill Clinton's wife, first lady, and the woman. It was her time. That's it. Mm-hmm. Issues didn't matter. Right. Her being Bill's wife isn't it? Isn't the top? Isn't the, isn't it an issue? <laughs> That's not an issue, mm-hmm. right? Her her being a senator wasn't an issue. Her her being a woman is not a is not a topic. It's not an issue that affects people's lives. Right. But it's all about this kind of cult of personality, right? Yes. A Always. cult of personality. And and mm-hmm. we see this over and over again with elections in this country. Mm-hmm. That they become a cult of personality as though we're all in high school. I know. It's this insane. is not high school. You know, and, and that's the problem. People mm-hmm. will never want to if you're on the right side of issues. As far as the Democratic Party goes and what they're supposed to care about, Bernie was always on the right side of issues, which is why Hillary and Biden didn't really want to talk about issues. Mm-hmm. They want to talk about other things. Um, and the same thing with DeSantis and Trump. If you want to talk about issues mm-hmm. and where they fall on issues, Trump doesn't have a, a fucking chance in the world against Ron DeSantis. So he makes it about these childish things like names, right? It's it's always been that way. As you said, Ron DeSantis, um, he went against Fauci. He stood his ground. Uh, he had a, the great Surgeon General, which I, I admire greatly, Joseph Latipo. You know, Trump lied and people died. Republicans got vaccinated because of Trump and people died. If you look right. at the, the actual... Infection fatality rate. I put some, by the way, we have a, tell me when you want me to go because you know, oh, I, go I, Keep yeah. going. Go no I got some stuff in the live chat I put in that it might be interesting. Yeah, sure. No problem. Okay. So yeah. the infection fatality rate, the recent studies now where it is so minuscule, the, uh, a fit, the fatality rate uh, for zero to 19 year olds, it's, let me see, 0.0003%. The infection fatality rate for zero to 19 year olds. Um, for, I think the overall infection fatality rate, all age cohorts combined is 0.05%. This was never a pandemic. That's lower than the flu. It is lower than the flu. We talked about that. Yes. You know, many of us said that, but if you said yeah. that two years ago, they would cancel your account on Twitter. Oh, I got kicked off a fable book for that. Yes. I did. Yes. And, um, uh, so those are the facts. Also, let me scroll down. What else did I put in here? I don't even remember. Um, but, 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 uh, COVID shots mean higher risks of infection. 
That's another new study. But we've heard that before. These are just more, you know, more recent uh, peer-reviewed studies to pre, what they call preprints, you know, early. But the, the, you know, those who were following Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Pierre Corey, you know, the uh, frontline covert critical care doctors, American, we we were hearing this a long time ago. This is just becoming more and more uh, consistent. These reports, you know what I mean, Mike? As they keep right. doing more and more reviews. And let's see, uh, what else did I put out against the? Uh, uh, oh, the, well, of course, we have these international health regulations and what they're trying to squeeze through. So I've, there was a recent substack um, by James uh, Rogusky, uh the top six reasons to speak out against the proposed amendments to the international health regulations. And, and that's a, Dr. John Campbell uh, covered this with him in a video. I put up the substack, but right. uh, this this is critical. People realize that they are not done. They they have a catastrophic contagion uh, exercise. They being the players, you know, the Gates Foundation, John Hopkins University, uh, right. our CDC, the World Health Organizations, and they have said, Fauci has said by the end of 2024, there'll be another pandemic, pandemic, right? And so they, this mRNA platform is what they intend to push on people. And because they'll be always be chasing a COVID vaccine because it mutates, you'll be a pincushion. You know what I mean? And then what happens? The more shots you get, what does it say? You higher risk of infection. This is a recipe for disaster. Right. But the, and the World Health Organization wants to take control through their international health amendments, right? Regulation amendments, where they are in charge. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Sorry. About that. Yeah. We got some bad echoing going on. Yeah, we got some echo here. I'll get rid of that in a second. There we go. Okay, go. We're clear. There should be. <laughs> that was pretty trippy. Yeah, get some sound effects going. We're going to do some psychedelic. Stop. I'm telling you. <laughs> I thought it was for me. I thought it was the beginning of the fifth, fifth dimension. You know what I mean? Remember that song? We can do a sh- <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's when. That's when you try to go. Aquarius. On, yeah, Aquarius? That's what happens when you have another phone and you try to go on the call-in app on your other phone <laughs> at the same time. Oh, I hear you. And you get that terrible. You know what? Do that next time. I'll practice the, I'll practice the fifth dimension song. We can sing it together. <laughs> we can sing the direction. Yeah, that's great. I can do so. I, I have to work on my, uh, no, my, uh, my music effects, my sound effects. I have to I, that was awesome. You know what? That might be a great thing to do. When you have someone who's a caller and they're saying crazy things. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> we can just do that as a, as a, as a sound effect. You know? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to practice. You know, you have to let me know if every now and then we could pick a song and we could practice it and we could sing it together one, you know, once a week or whatever, on Fridays or whatever, if you want. <laughs> you want to do Pick a Broadway showstopper, you know? <laughs> you want to do some karaoke. Be fun. Yeah, we could do karaoke instead of an idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not, to tell you the truth. Oh, it's wait a minute. I, I just came up on something. Stay with me, but this is something. Yeah. This once again showing how nuts Trump is. So we talked about him going after people 
who he supposedly has loved his entire life until six months ago, right? Well, DeSantis, going after DeSantis is bad enough, but he went after his former press secretary because God forbid she should say something positive about Ron DeSantis. Here, here. So this is what Trump tweeted about Kelly McEnany. He said, he gave her a nickname. He said, Kaylee Milktoast McEnany. What does that mean? Milk toast, McEnany. She's boring. I don't know. I, <laughs> just just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I'm 34 points up, not 25. While 25 is great, it's not 34. She knew the number was corrected upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars. This is how nuts he is. How nuts is he? You know, whether she was giving the actual number or she was wrong. And she said 25 instead of 34. He attacks her for that and calls her a fake milquetoast star. What kind of a normal person does that? This man is fucking insane. He's insane. Yeah. I think it's even more insane that he's up that number of points. How, what, what kind of country would they, they would get behind this clown? You know, I don't understand it. I just... I'm baffled, especially when he debates Candace Owen on uh, member early on when she was pushing back because she's vaccine injured, you know, from previous vaccines. She, she had vaccine injury that was unrelated to COVID. I forget the vaccine she got and she ended up vaccine injured as a young girl. And as so a young girl, uh, she got vaccine injured. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, he totally discounted, dismissed the whole thing. And, that's complete insanity. I, I, he doesn't change. And like I said, Republicans die because he lied. He, why would they ever think that he's, I, I just don't get it. I, it just blows my mind. It's, it's frightening to think that he most likely, I don't know. I, I will win the, I, I hope not, but he may, he may win the Republican, uh, nomination and then, we get a runoff between him and Biden. What a nightmare. Can you imagine? What the hell? I mean, try and create some change in this country. And that's like banging your head against a wall. You know what I mean? It's nuts. Um, uh, but, you know, worst case scenario, that happens. And then that'll be it because they'll both be aged out. Seriously. They wouldn't, you know what I mean? Both of them. And so then we get four more years and four more years of decline in this country and then maybe DeSantis can come in and and uh, maybe i tell you what with Joseph Latipo certainly RFK Jr. would fit in as a consultant because they're you know what I'm saying he's right there with them as far as the shot you know and being against all that right so um I don't know Mike I, I it's a dark time that's the only way I can see it. Yeah, sure I mean, once again, we always believe that, like I said, during in 2016 and 2020, I truly believe that, okay, you know, eventually everyone's going to see who the better candidate is. And mm. both times they didn't. And so now I have the same, you know, positive feeling about the Republican primary. But once again, that cult of personality is, is very, very strong. It's very strong. I mean, I you know. We're dealing with voters in this country, especially Trump people who are just basically stuck in that high school, right? The popularity yeah. contest. And, you know, who can uh, diss each other the best? Who can diss the other person the best? You know, and that's a, a very scary place to be in. Who can insult better? That's that's who they want to be president, the person who can insult better. I mean, that's scary. Isn't that sick? 
really it's crazy. I mean, this yeah. is also deconstruct the idea of him being a tough guy. This guy wouldn't enter the military because he claimed he had bone spurs in his ankles. I mean, he's a freaking coward, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. I wasn't I, I, I wasn't drafted. The draft was not happening, you know, uh, in my time. But when my company, Shaw Environmental, said, we need you to go to Camp Pendleton and work with Explosive Ordnance Division guys and, and work with them because uh, I operate equipment and... Uh, be willing to walk with them on, on removing unexploded ordnance. I did. And before we got there, five Marines had died, got blown up. That's why we were brought in. Right. And, you know, it, it's like mine removal, literally, uh, unexploded ordnance removal. And then, you know, I worked with them and then, um, I moved back to Connecticut and I worked on federal Superfund sites at Lawrence, Massachusetts. And it was more remediation of, uh, contaminated soil and groundwater treatment. But the point I'm trying to make is since then, since we left in 2013, another, I can remember it was four or five Marines died got, got doing that work. Right. So, you know, although, although I wasn't drafted when I was called to do it, you know, as part of my work, I chose to do it. You know, I, I trust in God and I said, well, I'm going to die someday. And if, I'm, if God means for me to die doing this, whatever, I'm going to die eventually anyways. Right, that's, exactly. That's my attitude. I believe in the afterlife. And, right. And, uh, and, uh, so anyway, uh, you, you know, uh, I doubt Trump would have taken that job. I doubt he's worked a hard day in his life. You know, we were working, um, four 12 hour shifts and, uh, we were walking, uh, on, uh, unexploded uh, ordnance target areas all day, you know, and with metal detectors and uh, uh, it's a long day and, and you're on your feet all day and you got to do it the next day and the next day, you know, and we're walking through high brush, sometimes high grass and high brush. To be very honest with you, very difficult. I can see where guys could get blown up because you're walking through scrub brush and you're trying to, Take this metal detector that's got, uh, it's, it's not like a beach metal detector with a head on it. It has, it's, it's basically a pipe that goes down and uh, it ends that way with a, with a cover on it and you're poking it in places, but you know, you can miss something and step on it. Or, or when I was on heavy equipment, I was told by some of the EOD guys, you know, be careful because guys have on excavators died tracking over some unexploded ordnance, uh, that's the down pressure of the 50,000 pound excavator could do that. Or if you penetrate accidentally as you're doing some operation or drop, you know, guys have died doing that. And, right. um, I'm not saying that say I'm a tough guy. I'm just saying, you know, uh, that that's something that people are called to duty to do. And either you choose to do it or you don't. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, my father was a naval pilot, flew on aircraft carriers. Um, I chose not to go in the military. I ended up, in fact, my f- first year of college was Fordham, where Trump went originally. He was a Fordham alumni. For, I think he, I've read different reports either one or two years before he transferred to the Warden Business School, you know. So, um, anyway, I, I wonder sometimes if that's why he and uh, William Barr worked to, um, 
to drop the case against the church because, you know, the first Cardinal defrocked in 500 years was Cardinal McCarrick. He's a Fordham alumni. A huge scandal at Fordham that came out when uh, Letitia James uh, did her investigation. Big problem. And, um, of course, she opened her investigation in November 2020, and then did Trump and William, Dar- William Barr shut down the DOJ investigation a month later. Yes. December 2020. Right. That's right. Rather than supporting her and supporting victims to create some change and working together, nope, he eviscerated it. I mean, you talk about sex trafficking. Let me tell you what, Mike. The, the you know, we have three t- times the number of Catholics in this country than France. Okay, the French report, which they did a thorough report, turned up three hundred thousand kids molested from nineteen fifty to present. Well, we have three times the number of Catholics in this country, and it may not be a direct corollary, but we have five times the population. So we're, we can look at, because the policies are the same of the Catholic Church worldwide. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. So what are we looking at? We're looking at a minimum of 300,000 with three times the population, up to possibly 900,000 or a million kids. Yeah. You see what I mean? That Realistically, you know, and... Where are the arrests? Where are the police? Where are the, where are the state's attorneys? Where's the politicians? Where are the presidents? How could this have happened? And when are we going to stop it? You know, I mean, when are the statutes of limitations going to change in a way? In fact, the Illinois report just came out, Detroit. And the, I forget how many thousands of kids, the thousands of kids abused but of course it's always the same story no criminal charges because the statute of limitations has expired over and over and over again over, yeah oh by the way i should have that's amazing now you're i'm reminded of this now i was going to yeah. talk about this earlier you're you're a connecticut guy did you see what happened in connecticut today no tell me they're reinstating masks did you see this no yeah massive now don't get too crazy but this is a start for them Oh, masking protocols, and now, now they're making masks mandated again in the state capitol building. For what? Because there's an uptick in COVID cases, they say. Oh, you got to be shitting me. That's no. all a fraud. Of course. Can you believe it? May 31st of 2023, in Connecticut, they are now reinstating mask mandates in the state capitol building. So how long until they, you know, do it in all public buildings? What, what, for, for what variant? They're long COVID variant. These, these oh people, my god! These people are fucked up in the head, Bill. They're they're insane. They're insane. in the summertime of all things. You know, yeah, we're going, unbelievable. Yeah, we're going we're post Memorial Day going into June, the summertime in 2023, and they're putting masks back in the state capitol building because obviously, COVID is uh, rampant in state capitol buildings. State, oh, only that's state absurd. Capitol buildings. That's, a, that's how absurd, absurd they are. It's absurd enough to bring back any kind of mask mandates, of course, but then just to do it in a state capitol building, as though COVID is targeting the state capitol. Which is giving a reason to go home for the summer. I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's absolute nonsense. Look, we just went over the the infection fatality rate. It's it's non-existent almost. I mean, this is absolute. This is. Oh my God, this state is absolutely insane. I can't believe that. And it's a super, you know, we have a super majority of Democrats, meaning the House, the Senate, and the governor. You know what I mean? It's yes. a super majority. Yes. Absolutely. Once nuts. again, 
this proves once again we've been saying this for so long but this mm-hmm. is we said this and people said we were crazy that democrats will never allow this to end and they won't democrats will never allow this to end and <laughs> we are partially responsible for letting them even start it in the beginning and look we should have I, i'll even take some personal responsibility we should have thrown our masks in their faces from day one and we let them do this. And we said this. We said they'd never let it go. And people said, oh, no. In 2020, people said, oh, no, no, they'll let it go. No, you're being conspiracy theorists. They're not going to be doing this in 2021. They're not going to be doing this in 2022. Well, now they're doing it in 2023. As we said, it's a once again, this is another um, example of a cult. That's where we're at here. It's another example of a cult. Like right, people that's who are still, yeah, in their cars alone with masks on. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> you know. Can I say something else about this? Dr. David Martin testified in an international COVID summit in front of the European Union. You know, some of the EU uh, parliament members, including UK, they, they, they debate this openly, right. unlike here. And Dr. David Martin, I put a link in the chat, he goes back to... First of all, they, they took the cold virus and they mutated it. They, the scientists, took what they call a chimeric virus. And right. they, they made the COVID virus back all the way back. He shows records back first discovered 1965, 1967. Right. And they, 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 they made it, Mike. It didn't exist according to him. He's got evidence to prove it and that's all in this testimony in the link and then then of course they had to come up with a vaccine so the mrna spike protein vaccine their patents for it go back to 1990 right and they used it in animals uh, for veterinary purposes for puppy mills because you concentrate animals like that infection spreads right puppy mills and rabbit farms right 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 and (laughs) No, that, so there is no warp speed. That, that, that technology has been used in veterinary science. So, you know, he, he proves that, that this was all engineered. Right. And he's got the documents to prove it. And the testimony is, is, now I, I first heard this, I think like 20, let me think, April 2020 or something. I mean, I remember seeing him, Dr. Reiner Filmick, who is a lawyer, who's licensed in Germany and in California, uh, he started having some roundtable type things and uh, uh, international what they uh, lawyers and doctors. and But, you know, the problem is that the courts are so corrupt that any lawsuits that's been brought, uh, like the Brooke Jackson suit that... Um, uh, uh, I'm thinking of his name, uh, Robert Barnes brought, mm-hmm. the judges always dismiss them on right. some bullshit technicalities. They go to summary judgment, they dismiss. They, they, the courts are completely captured, you know? And so we had Sotomayor, remember her, when it was discussing mandates, uh, was it was that vaccine or mask mandates? Remember uh, where she quoted some statistic on kids that was completely unfounded? Right. You call yes. that? yes. I mean, for heaven's sakes, that's fraud on the court by a judge. Literally, that's that's complete fraud on the court. And and that these old time judges, it's like what what are their staffers studying? Because 
they give them the data, you know, it's because they're all captured by pharma. Let's face it, you know, the politicians, the courts, like George Carlin said, the courthouses, the state houses, they're all bought out, you know, right? Absolutely. There's no doubt you about know? it. Yeah. This is yeah. what we see then. And so this is, this insanity continues. I, I, I can't, I can't imagine anyone putting a mask on now. I, I haven't worn, I've, I've, <laughs> the only reason I wore a mask occasionally when I went out is because it was, I, I made a mask out of compression socks. You know, I have to wear compression socks on my legs because I gather fluid with the pituitary tumor. I gain a lot of weight. So anyway, so I had some worn out compression socks. So I made a mask that hung down. Right. I knew it wasn't going to do anything yeah. just so that I was complicit to go in at the time to wait in line for, uh, the, uh, at the uh, food banks. Because I'm on SSDI and I don't get enough. And the, at, the, at the time, they had him bumped up the EBT. Now they lowered X61 a month for food for EBT. Who the hell can live off of that? So uh, when I used to drive, I go to the food banks and they required it. And so I didn't alarm people. I'd made this, you know, out of compression socks. I wasn't going to do a damn thing, but at least it, it made people feel better. And I, I had to pick my battles. You know what right, I mean? At right. that point, I'm like, whatever, yeah. you know. We're outside winning in line for, 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 you know, food from the food bank. And so if I put on sunglasses and a baseball cap and my, my mask and I said, hold them up. I'm here to steal all the free food, you know? Yeah, yeah. So give me your bags, you know, joking around, just goofing around. I mean, it's preposterous, the whole thing, you know, but cause you know, I, I, like you and I've discussed, I've, I've done some body work on my own cars or sanding and, and painting and, and I always took that mask off and blew my schnauzola and got dust and paint particles out because, of course, it's not a perfect fit, the N95, and it leaks around that. It's not a rubber double can, you know, official, like, respirator that's going to actually keep anything out. It, it reduces the amount of particulates. That's it. That's you it. know? That's all. There's yeah. no way it can stop a virus. I hear right. it's virus. So, right. you know. right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know you have... I don't know how we get a convinced, Mike. We're living in in a state of absolute madness. I mean, it certainly is in so many different ways. In so many yeah. different ways, it's uh, just absolute, you know, uh, madness. You yep. know, and there's, you know, there's just a. Uh, once again, I still believe. I'm still optimistic enough to believe that the the sane people outnumber the insane people. Okay. But unfortunately, the insane people are like very loud. They're loud. They're very loud. They're louder mm -hmm. than the the sane people. Just want to go on with their lives. They don't want to make a big deal out of things. But the insane people are very loud and they stick yes. out and they're obnoxious. And they there was a time when insane people would not be this way. They'd be the ones in the woodworks, right? Mm -hmm. But they've been emboldened by our politicians, by our quote-unquote leaders to come out of this closet, come out of the woodwork, and be proud of how insane they are. <laughs> That's basically, this is what this is. They're proud of their insanity, just like this Connecticut you know, state house there. They're proud, the Democrats in Connecticut, who obviously run the state capitol there, um, obviously, a mask mandate would not be instated in uh, Tennessee or, you know, or uh, Florida. But in Connecticut, they do it because they're overrun by crazy, wacko Democrats who have psychological disorders and cannot admit that masks don't work. And it's, it's a psychological disorder combined with politics. And um, and they, you know, bring a mask mandate back. So 
there are enough insane people out there where they're really, they, they, they affect our lives. They affect the lives mm-hmm. of the same people like you and I, who really just want to live in a normal society. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to live in a, a normal society. And they, they keep on doing these things that won't let us do that. And that's, that's the biggest problem. Well, you know, Mike, this something we talked about is Dr. Senef out of MIT, who said the very first thing to build your health is what? Eliminate the glyphosates, the pesticides, and the fungicides from the food we put in our bellies because that destroys our gut bacteria where our immune system really lives. You see what I mean? Yes. And, um, and they poison our food. You know, I just, I, I heard it, uh, gosh, where did I hear or see this? It was something I was flipping through my YouTube. The, since the 90s, the colon cancer rate has skyrocketed like 22 to 27 percent. Yeah, it's really shot up. Yes. And that, that's nuts. That's because all our grains, all our commercial grains and produce are sprayed with these things. Well, that's and, the, and, and, and yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, Bill, but that's what I hear from a lot of doctors. I see it. I hear it all the time. Like mm-hmm. My doctor personally, and you know, on uh, on the media in the media, and that's doctors will say, "Oh, we, these colon rates among people." We're now recommending colonoscopies for those under forty because we're seeing more and more colon cancer in people in their thirties, and they don't ever seem to say why. Like it's just happening by osmosis, right? Oh, no, there's a reason it goes. The statistics are insane depending on the age cohort. You know, going up one, what was it, one, three percent and five percent escalating with age. And But the alarming rate of it per year increase amongst young people. Right. And why does this happen? Here's, here's one I read a long time ago. You know, uh, I was talking to a girl who used to go to Chili's and her, her husband, and she worked at, at a Yale. And we were chatting, and, and I had read a study about, um, let me think for a minute, Mike. The, oh, 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 oh. Uh, it's the uh, nitrites in cured meats, right? And uh, how uh, the most carcinogenic thing you can eat are cured meats because of the nitrites. When you eat them, they turn to nitrosomes, which are highly carcinogenic. And that was a study at a University of Hawaii, and if I'm not mistaken, one of the colleges in Southern Cal, I can't remember if it was UCSD or, you know, anyway. But and that was reported in the Cancer Centers of America. And in fact, where I used to live uh, in Escondido, our neighbor, uh, Sheila, developed uh, uh, pancreatic cancer. Yes. And, and my ex now, but at the time, um, used to be a nurse and she got into naturopathics. She stopped being a nurse because she didn't like what she, what she saw in mainstream medicine. But she, she met with Sheila and she said, look, Sheila, the first thing we need to do is talk about your diet. And Sheila was a generation older than me. I'm 62, so take the next generation. And she was eating cured meat several times a day between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And so Lori knew about this nitrite, nitrozone connection. That's where I learned about it. I, I didn't eat that stuff anyway because I, I ate it when I was growing up as Italian. But then when I was out in California, I started eating like all the fruits and nuts out there. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, vegetarian. Exactly. But anyway, so the uh, point I'm trying to say is Sheila, they gave her three months to live because what happened was they had found a pancreatic tumor. How? Because she went jaundice. Because pancreatic tumors are almost painless until you're in the final stages. 
Okay. Oh, really? And, yep. So they discovered it. So they gave her three months. And Lori said, okay, here's, let me, let me try to help you, Sheila. And Sheila went along with it. So she asked her about a diet. You know, she said, okay, we're going to cut out all the cured meats. Okay. Then we're going to alkalinize. You know, we're going to use green drinks and lemon water and cut out all the sugars and all that, make it like a microbiotic diet. Da 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 da. You know, Sheila lived, she eventually died because she was very late stage, but she lived a year and a half, Mike. Wow. Not three Interesting. Months. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just caught too late to save her, but she was so grateful that she had that extra time with her grandkids, you know, and, uh, and that was like a real awakening. So then step forward to when I moved back to Connecticut and, uh, I'm meeting in Chili's and I'm, I'm talking to this woman who works out of Yale and she's working in the, um, uh, uh, what, what, what's the right word? She was working with patients, you know, regarding cancers of the intestinal tract. That was her, where she was working in that department. And, uh, we were chatting. She goes, you know, we have a problem when we do surgeries. Sometimes we're disappointed to see people come back, you know, where they have more cancer in their colon or in their intestinal tract anywhere. And I said, well, did you talk to them about nitrite and nitrosomes? Are you talking to them about diet? She goes, no, why? And this was, well, well, I have to put it into context. When I was in California, was I left there in 2010. So it was before 2010, say 2005 to 2010 with Sheila and my ex, Lori. And then when I came back here, when I was still able to drive and get out, at that time, that was like 2016 to 2019, when I'm trying to ballpark it when I was at Chili's in that range. And so here we were, Yale, back east, and they still weren't talking to people about nitrites and nitrosomes, about diet, about how carcinogenic those cured meats really are. It's not so much meat, you know, red meat so much per se. It's the cured meats, Mike. Dramatic rise in, 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 in cancers of the pancreas and colon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... <clears throat> our food is so much of this, but we don't hear them talk about this. Anymore, no, right? they don't talk about it. It was the same thing, Bill, during COVID where they wouldn't talk about obesity. Right. You know, and same thing. They don't talk about the underlying thing. Exactly. That makes things so much worse and are making things occur. They yep. won't talk about that because there isn't money in talking about that. Right. There isn't money in talking about that. So what they'd rather do is, you know, these, these gastroenterologists would rather continue their, colonoscopy, you know, assembly line of colonoscopies and just Mm -hmm. lower the age 10 years and make more money giving colonoscopies instead of going after the underlying reason why these things are happening. It's absolutely. It's all the same thing. And, you know, and prescribed drugs and big pharma makes more and more money. It's the same thing in this country. And this is why other countries are so so much healthier than we are, because they actually don't care about the almighty dollar with big farmers as much as we do. And mm-hmm. they actually <clears throat> tackle these underlying conditions that lead to a healthier country, healthier yes. society. It's a sick care system. It really yeah. is. We have here. Yeah, it is. Bill, let me let you go. I'm going to wrap yeah. up. Thanks, Bill. Good. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. Thanks a lot. It's good. Yeah, call, same here. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, I think we'll wrap that up for today. I think so. I'm not going to yell about Cuomo and Trump and news anymore. We'll save it for, uh, tomorrow. And there'll be another show tomorrow because the name of the show is Unless Be Heard. It airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. So I'll be back with you again tomorrow night for a big Thursday night show. All right.
But until then, I want to remind you that your, this is Mike Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.